ApeSwap is an established Binance Smart Chain project boasting an AMM, Yield Farm, Launchpad, and NFT marketplace. Chimp from the ApeSwap team joined me on the podcast to discuss where they've come from and where they're going. Welcome to the BSC News Podcast. You're listening to the BSC News Podcast, the leader in decentralized finance on the Binance Smart Chain. Here's your host, Ben Antes. Jim, welcome to the BSC News Podcast. Hey, thank you, Ben. So happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you on. I know you just did a live stream with us last week that I sadly missed. I don't miss every single one, but I watched most of that. That was pretty fun. Um, Was that a good experience for you? Yeah, it was really great, man. Uh, The guys are super fun to talk to and just the, the timing worked really well with the Polygon launch. So it just made it even more exciting and fun. And how has the Polygon Polygon launch gone? Now it's uh, what almost a week after that live stream. So any updates yeah. on that end? Uh, well, you know it's been great, and um, you know major major shout out to all of the apes that worked in the background on on the development um, because it could have been a lot messier. And realistically, the only issues we encountered were kind of the standard like Polygon issues that you'll run into with like bridging and RPCs. Uh, so all in all, like super, super happy with the performance of the decks, um, with the feedback from the users, and just the general sentiment from the market has been overwhelmingly positive. And now we're starting to get a lot of the Polygon projects that are like, hey, you guys are here now. So uh, we're, we're really excited to, uh, for what lies ahead. Very cool. And I am just wanting to clarify something for my own understanding with that. It is not like the banana token on Polygon is the same token, correct? It's not like a different one or a Polygon version, but you could just bridge it over. Correct. Yes, okay. that was a that was a, a big a big point for the move was to not create a second token um, mm-hmm. to to bridge the original BSC banana over, and then one tenth of every block reward is allocated to uh, Polygon. Okay. Cool. And that's got to be doing well for the price of banana, just adding more liquidity underneath it and spreading it out more is that's good for the holders of it. It does. And then you also get, I mean, there's the, anytime you bridge something and you don't have like Binance doing the backend stuff, um, it'll create some arbitra- arb- arbitration opportunities. Mm-hmm. So we've seen a little bit of arb opportunities pop up, but it's nothing, it, it hasn't gotten real bad and the market tends to fill those up pretty quickly now um so yeah we're we're super super happy with it awesome and now that we've covered that i want to take you back to the beginning of the ape Mm. and i think it'll be fun just to have a conversation about how did you start what was that experience uh you know how did you build on bsc how was the community uh how was the process for your team and then that takes you all the way to going to two chains, right? So it's, uh, and there's a lot to it. You guys have, from what I can tell, a yield farm, an AMM, uh, kind of like launch pad pools. You have an NFT platform. There's a lot to your project. So mm-hmm. why don't, why don't we, uh, if you can even remember the chronological order, of everything, <laughs> we can uh, start from the beginning and just kind of take us to today. Oh yeah, I'd love to. And it's actually, it's a great, it's a great topic because for any of the apes that were there in the beginning, uh, because we launched February 15 
And for the first like four to six weeks, it's hilarious to reflect on it now because the farms page and the pools page, they were just like kind of wastelands, right? Like <laughs> there was a banana banana pool and then we had a banana urn BNB pool. Uh, but for the most part back then, you know, there was one pool on the page and like three or four farms. Um, and so it's really, really cool to see the developments that came out um, because when, when ApeSwap launched, it launched kind of in the heart of the, the BSC rush, um, the, the big migration over from Ethereum at the beginning of the year. And so we were, we were kind of victims of that time frame uh, in that we, we got super, super hyped, right? So like we launch, get a lot of attention, the token price just absolutely skyrockets because there's none out there, right? Because it's brand new and they're just starting to get minted. So then after about a week or two, um, the market generally just flatlined um, all of the different D, uh, BSC DeFi stuff. Um, they kind of hit a wall. There were tons of rugs, tons of scams everywhere. And so generally people, there was a lot of fear uh, in BSC back then. And so that being said, when we launched, you know, there was a ton of competition. There were a ton of swaps, ton of DEXs. Um, and so we managed to outlast most of them, um, to be honest with you. Uh, but that's much later in the story. So yeah, so we started We started with our own, you know, we were our own DEX, we're our own AMM, we have our own liquidity, and we wanted to offer people an opportunity to come in and exchange in our environment. And so we started very rudimentary, a uh, couple farms, one or two pools, you know, a couple coins on the whitelist, like the, it wasn't very in-depth at all, but over time, much like the team, much like the users, uh, the project itself in its entirety, it just, it gets additions. And the additions come in so many different fashions. So it's, you know, new partnerships lead to new pools, new staking pools. They lead to new farms, right? They lead to new apes. So you have a partner and you bring them in and you work with them and you collaborate with them. And then you repeat that process over and over. And then you look out at the market and you say, okay, everybody loves NFTs, right? So if the market loves NFTs, how do we provide NFTs for them to trade, right? And so then that's how you come to the origination of our non-fungible apes. Um, Not was one of our first uh, not was our first launch um, in terms of like an ICO. We call them IAOs for initial ape offerings, but not was our first launch. And there was a lot of hype for it. People got the market rallied behind it. They came in and it was oversubscribed heavily. And then right after not the banana token dumped for, <laughs> for, for a long time. Um, and so that spot that let us like, cause you know, whales coming in and manipulating launches aren't new. Um, so we, we went in our lab, our little monkey lab, and, and we came up with these different ideas. And the, the concept that came out of that was our golden banana. Um, and so that's its own, its own thing. Um, but it's, it's essentially a deflationary token that you use to stake and take part in our launches now. Um, so much of our history, it is we roll out what we know works. We wait to see what the market wants. Um, we test it. We get it audited. We make sure it's secure. Then we deploy it. And so that process is essentially kind of like our ethos. If you look at from when we started through now, um, we, we look at what the market wants. We see if we can facilitate it in a secure fashion. And if we can, we do it. And that's resonated really, really well with everyone. Yeah. And something that really stuck out to me was you mentioned that launch during the like 
with the insane BSC hype period of February going into <laughs> March. And then, you know, like the whole market just went down to the, the basement almost right real quickly. Yeah. It <laughs> and, <did. laughs> you know, it's it something that like I look at as an investor in the spaces who's still building. Cause that's what I'm investing in, not the token price today. Right. Uh, Cause you know, obviously all this is what I hope to be long-term right in this whole space and in this whole um, almost asset class. And so in six months you experienced a markets rally that was insane for everybody involved to a market dump isolated really to that market. And then an even bigger market dump that was just for the entire cryptocurrency space. And what of those, I'm almost like, how has that been for your team? And, you know, keeping your, as you, I want, this is, it's fun having this whole like ape concept because you, obviously your community <laughs> members are the apes. They are. You know, so, you know, what was the, the ape sentiment going through that of, especially because every token became wildly overpriced. So depending on when people got in to them, it's like, well, this was a scam, right? right. Like, right. Yeah, that, um, no, that's it's a great point and it's a great topic because we aren't no, no matter how wholesome or legitimate or real the environment we provide is like people are still people, right? Yep. So like if someone was introduced to ApeSwap and they came in and they happened to buy it at a top, at a cycle top, right? So they bought it at 10 bucks and then a few days later it's down to 5. Um, they might not give the project the opportunity to to even like show the potential value that they'll see over time periods, right? Because a lot of the crypto market, they want instant gratification, instant gains. And if they don't get it, that project is trash. Mm-hmm. And so that, that mindset, it's very, it's very toxic, right? And so, you know, we aren't immune to it because we, we've suffered the FUD. We've, su- we've lost, you know, community members that, that seem like they were really committed and really a part of it, but then they just eventually check out. So, you know, we're, we're not any different in, it was, it was hard in terms of the impact that it had on our apes, right? Because the team itself, we're powerless, right? Like we, we don't have enough money to single-handedly turn around the market. And the, the thing about the team is like, we don't like, it sounds really, really bad when I say it like this, but like, we don't care, right? Like we don't pay attention to the banana token price. And realistically, the market doesn't want that to drive our behavior. Um, our behavior is driven by many other things um, rather than pumping the banana token price. Like obviously we want to create demand and we want to stimulate demand, but the type of demand that we want to stimulate is legitimate real demand that will sustain itself. Uh, Because if you, if you chase these like short-term like marketing activities that create these pumps and everything, all it does is really kind of disenchant your people. So if there's something we can do that will help and create, create buy pressure on banana. Yeah, we'd love to do it, but the banana token price in terms of priorities of, of what we do, uh, it's, it's not at the top. Um, and that's well, not meant, that's not meant to, to say like, we don't understand why people are here. Right. Um, but the, the token price, if once you start to let that guide your behavior, you lose. I agree. And, and what you're kind of talking about here is even um, something investors need to learn right? It's like, you guys aren't building this, like you're a banana trader, right? Like you're not trying to buy the low and sell, sell the high. 
Right. Uh, and even from investing, you know, because you guys are here for the long haul and you are committed to building a very useful project and not just a token. And, you know, investors should look at their portfolio the same way, which is, you know, as it's something Mark Cuban said, talking about look at DeFi as businesses. And it's incredibly true because if I look at it, well, what business do I want to have a stake in? Is it the one that's trying to pump their token using Ponzi-nomics for the next month and then the thing just dies? Or is it the dedicated team looking at building? Because you guys are building a business and I think people forget that part of it. Yeah, we might not be incorporated. We might not report to the SEC. We might not have a board of directors, but we are organized very much in that way. Um, exactly. And so, and maybe, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe, I'm sorry, maybe that incorporation would come, right? As, mm-hmm. as, as countries start to go to the hor- ends of the horseshoe, right? So you've got El Salvador on one end where they're embracing it. And then you've got, you know, the United States and, and the kind of the central banking clique uh, countries that are wanting to ban it and regulate it, right? So these countries that are going to the other end of the horseshoe, they may attract us right so like if we're scattered all over the world right now and in three quarters of the countries that we all live in it would be impossible to incorporate a real business in DeFi. then we may look to alternatives that allow us to incorporate and become a real regulated type entity it's just that 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 infrastructure and framework isn't readily available and if you were to do it in like the united states or the uk for example Oh my God, <laughs> you, you would you would be under so much scrutiny and so much pressure, and literally everything you do, you would just work for legal fees. So you would you would work and dedicate your time solely to pay lawyers. Um, so that that's not to say that we won't be to the real like regulated, legitimate, standardized type business that people are used to seeing. But currently, we we operate in that fashion in a, like a de facto sense. Exactly, I think that's what I meant. Is look at it as um, like it's a business, like it's registered, whatever, because right. there could very well be a time that you are anyway. I think eventually that, that regulatory space starts to strain itself out because right now you could probably talk to an attorney and they would just be like, I have no advice for you, right? Call, call a different guy. Maybe yeah. he has advice for you because uh, it's, it's so complicated and like murky. And um, But well, I do think the- we eventually have to get there. Like I, I just think. It's kind of I like off topic. But. Yeah, no, yeah, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to go off off the rails, but I mean I think it's it's something really important, and you never really know who's listening. So, you know, if you're one of these people that are in a position where you can do these regulations, you really need to think: Do you want to foster innovation and give people an opportunity to make a better financial system, or do you want to disenfranchise them and chase them out? Because those yeah. are your options, right? Like exactly. What do you want to do? You ruin the country with the management of the corona response. So now we have an opportunity to bootstrap things back up economically. And you can try to put you, you can try to stamp it out, or you can try to help it grow. Right. And and it's even just like long-term innovation, right? Like this is just look at it as tech. Like that's what it is. Right. You know, this is financial tech and figure out a way to make it so so the apes can can do their thing and not have to like be an ape, but be a, be this business investor, right? Yeah. Well, if we, it's funny because if we were making software that extracted your personal information, harvested it all and sold it to Google, we'd be fine. Mm-hmm. 
right? So like if I was a data pimp, I'd have no problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but if if you if you were to be a DeFi farmer, then you got real issues. Right? And That's so it so just funny. it just it just kind of shows how perverted things are in the regulatory landscape. It really is. And so now that was, you know, we went off the rails, but it's, it's a fun topic to talk about. <laughs> so I'm, I'm totally fine with it. it. And so to take us back on the rails. Yes. So you guys have done a lot. And what's the future of ApeSwap? Does, do you have, you know, every, everybody, when they launch, they have these defined goals. Are you past that point now? And you're more just looking at what does the market want and we're going to respond? Or do you, do you guys have some... What'd you call it? The the monkey lab, the monkey room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you guys have conversations and you know, do you have some plans or or is it really um, just we're gonna see see what's working? Well, I, I know that generally the, the consensus is that it uh, uh, for the project, whether it's on one or two chains uh, combined, like we really want to hit that billion TVL. We we want to get there, we want to hit that benchmark and we want to experience that. Um, I think that one of the other, and so like the end goal, like it's very dynamic and there's nothing defined. Um, we, we obviously don't want to look at the end, right? Because we're, we're thinking that we're building something that is going to last for a while and go on for years and years. Um, so we want to hit that benchmark with the billion TVL. Um, you know, when we started in BSC, we, we really wanted to be the number two decks, right? We wanted to establish ourselves here in BSC is the number two decks, and we feel like we've done it <laughs> because there have been so many swaps and dexes that come up and they're essentially just a different front end for PCS first, right? Um, but for all of these different decks and swaps that have come up, they either like fall apart because they can't be managed or the, the, the FUD takes hold or they get exploited or there's a glitch in the contract and everybody starts to get billions of tokens. Like we've seen them, we've seen them. We, we see them come up. We hear the market say, oh, these guys are the next best piece. They're the next best thing. They're the next PCS. They're way better than ApeSwap. And then a week or two later, they crash. No one says a word about it. The next one pops up, the market's, ah, this is the next PCA, you know? And, and so like, we've seen this process go over and over and over again, but we're still here. We're still standing and we're very, very proud of that accomplishment. Um, so in terms of an end goal, there really isn't one, um, but we definitely, we, we like our wins. We celebrate them um, and we take a lot of pride in what we put out there. And what is your current TVL? I know I've got the BSC side up and that's got, uh, quarter billion, right? 258 million, mm -hmm. which is, that's, that's quite a bit right there. Yes. And then does that include the Polygon side or is that just for? Uh, another uh, fit, another like 55, 57 million. Um, okay. So between both chains, we're over 300, which in this market condition is really, really impressive. Um, but yeah, a couple, like if you had that same amount of tokens, that could be 600, 700 million just mm -hmm. two months ago. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I think that's impressive. And, and just right now with, with the way the market's been, you could really tell who's serious and who's not. Cause obviously, yeah. you know, just, it's times are tough in terms of, you know, token values across the board, which also has to do with like income streams across mm -hmm. the board. And the teams that are building are really setting themselves up for that next rally. And hopefully that rally is actually currently underway. That's I keep calling the bottom. I've been wrong every every time, but I might have been right two days ago. 
<laughs> yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's the, the one that there's a few good things about the bear markets. Like obviously the, the token price losing 90, 95% of the value sucks, but uh, it weeds it out. It weeds it out. And so the people that have been here since the beginning of the year, right. That have seen the 50% drops multiple times and those types of things, you know, if, if you ride it out into, if this is the end and we're going into a bear market, right. If you stay in this space throughout that bear market, you, you have no idea what you'll find because only the strong survive the bear markets and the real builders, like the bear markets give the builders the opportunity to build without worrying about all the, all the crap. Right. Because people freaking out about 75, 80% price drops, like it just, it distracts and it takes away time. Like we have no control over it. There's nothing we can do about it. But when you're in the bear market and then the price drops aren't that bad, like it's, it's not even a conversation. Um, so that's the good thing about the bear market is you can really, really build and the, the, the herd gets, gets uh, thinned out a bit. Does, uh, does the bear market affect your guys' mentality at all? You know, it's because obviously it uh, psychologically for investors is like, can be devastating. But what about for the, what about for the builders? You know, no. how, how do you guys handle it? No, it doesn't, it doesn't really affect us. I mean, we, <laughs> we don't even really talk about it. I mean, we make jokes and like, we might put it like a Bobo beam or something up is kind of like a joke amongst each other's, but with us being a DEX and a swap and a farming site and NFTs and IAOs, like there, there's too much going on in our ecosystem to be worried about the price of anything. Um, and it's, it, it just, we, we, we just keep building. We keep rolling out features. We keep making new deals, new partnerships. And so if, if we did get distracted by it, it may, be disencouraging or disheartening and it may oh well, i was gonna do this today but i'll just do it tomorrow you know um and so it just it just doesn't it's not a topic really yeah that that makes a lot of sense i think uh i mean shoot you guys going cross chain in the biggest pullback we've ever seen in DeFi, <laughs> right? like, you're obviously building there's no question there yeah. um What's next? I'm gonna. You got to mm. give us some 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 juice here. Mm. Well, we do. Okay, so our non fungible apes, their their standard release. We've been releasing them in about batches of 100. That has concluded, and so now we're working on a process for the last ones. And in that batch, that includes the single most rare uh, non fungible ape. Um, we're actually, we're, we're looking at a system and it might take a little bit. We were, we wanted to get all the NFAs out by the end of June, but we think this route might be better for everyone. So it might not hit that, uh, that goal, but uh, we want to do an auction for the last NFAs and <laughs> we think it'll be really fun. And we think that it'll have a very, very large impact on the secondary market. Um, because you know, the release, the, the first release of the NFAs was 0.5 BNB and currently the floor in the secondary market is about three and a half, right? So the, the NFAs have actually been really, really profitable and they've been really, really good. So really excited about that auction. Um, we're actually going to do something. I'll, I'll, I'll tease something out here and it's not hundred percent set in stone, but I think we're going to do it. Um, we're actually going to be rolling out a Japanese language Twitter Spaces event sometime soon. Um, and so it's really cool because if you go on to Twitter Spaces, they're usually like 100% English. 
Um, so we're really, we're really excited to do that. <laughs> like I'm a big, uh, obviously as a community director, like I get really, really into the different communities and, and like how they see ApeSwap and what their approach is and, and what they like about the, the project because it's crazy. You know, like one region may be really attracted to one element and another region may hate that altogether. And so I, I like kind of diving into that. So coming up, um, we've got more farms, more pools, the NFA auction, and a lot more community events. Um, for the people that have rode this long with us, like we're going we're gonna to turn our attention to you guys and try to take care of you. That's super cool. And you just got me thinking, do you see uh, different styles of investing by region? Like there might be more like conservative farmers versus more uh, risk takers. Yeah. Yeah, there is. There's absolutely, <laughs> there's absolutely differences in that regard. And on that note, I would encourage any teams that launch, um, if you don't, if, if you don't want to lose Japan immediately, don't do any copyright plays. Right. Um, because that that's a great way. That's a, a huge red flag for a lot of people. And with these different kind of like idiosyncrasies, what, what we've seen from our Japanese apes is they hate the copyright plays. Um, so the people that are playing on like name on copyrighted names or branded characters and those types of things. And like that's something that I just learned, you know, recently uh, through through a couple of different interactions that I've had. And when the Japanese apes have looked at the projects we were working at, they voiced some concerns over branding and potential legal issues. So yeah, there's definitely different, very, very different things that that peak interest and also deter interest. That's super interesting. That's it not is. something I've ever thought about. That's why it's like, that's really cool. You're kind yeah. of like a data harvesting ape right now. Not going to lie. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, you know, maybe I'll be a data pimp someday. Yeah, you can hire me and I'll, I'll, everybody will revere me and love me. <laughs> yeah, you're providing data to DeFi markets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's super cool. Um, I think to, to wrap up the podcast, is there anything else you want to share? Anything you want to focus on or message you want to put out? Yeah. Uh, no, no, nothing in particular. Um, I just, you know, it, if you've if you've been here from the time that we started, or even if you bought one of the different, you know, cycle tops or the beginning of them, like, you know, don't lose hope. And the only time you realize a loss is when you actually do something with it. So if you bought a token, it doesn't matter if it's banana or pancake or whatever, and it's dropped thirty percent, and you've been staking it that whole time, like, you know, you haven't realized that loss. So don't get too caught up in it, right? And, and don't lose your focus of what you set out for because the, the market's manipulated. There's very, very big unnatural price swings. And by all accounts, you know, back in the day, like the older people in crypto, like the El Salvador news would have been the single most bullish thing ever. Um, and it, it couldn't even get it back over 40. So <laughs> the, the, the market's- The country adopting it and- <laughs> And uh, it didn't do much of anything. Yeah, it did like a 3% gain that day. And then yeah. you have the, the president of El Salvador talking to all of us crypto heads on Twitter. Like, we're like every everything that attracted you to this space is still here, right? The builders are still here and the ethos and the mantra and the belief system is still here. So so don't let the manipulation and the price, price swings deter you from pursuing your interest. Yeah. And especially with the way, here's what I love about DeFi is, you know, you can own some banana, you can stake it, you can take that income while you wait to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I choose to look at ApeSwap as a business, what other business can I take a stake in and just start 
receiving income continuously immediately, right? It doesn't exist. Right. And so you can, it'll, it lets me anyway, this is just for me. It's like, I don't care about the price of Bitcoin or whatever, because I'm earning income off of it at this point. And I believe in a long term. So like the day to day, it's kind of noise, right? Yeah, at the end it of the is. Day. It is. And, and, and keep in mind that a lot of like the noise, like it's designed to mess you up, right? It's designed to confuse you, to get you to sell, sell at a loss. And, and so don't get manipulated um, because, you know, they win. They do win. And it's like, it's so true that it's like, I don't, sorry, I'm like stumbling over my words here, but it, no, you're, no, you're like, good, man. I, I no, love these topics. I love no, like, these this is just what I love about DeFi is I haven't sold a cryptocurrency that like is earning me income in like months, right? <laughs> and I'm just ready to write it back up. I don't think I could have done this before. I would have been freaking out. I would have been selling, but, but just collecting that income just keeps me moving forward with it. Right. Yeah. If it wasn't for DeFi, you would be like a head moderator for r slash Bitcoin, right? Like you'd be anti-crypto. Like so 100%. bad. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's cool that you said that in terms of like the rewards and stuff, because like, if you go into your bank and let's say you have a hundred bucks, is the bank going to say, okay, you can earn from 50% interest to 450% interest. You can withdraw your rewards daily. And then you can earn Euro. You can earn, you know, yen, you can earn gold, you can earn silver, you can earn dollars. Like they don't, <laughs> Maybe your bank does that. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it doesn't. They're actually like, you're going to earn a fraction of a fraction of a percent in US dollars only. That's what the bank will tell you because they're actually going to use your money to loan it out to other people for a higher interest rate. Yep. Um, so it, it's it's a better system. It's it a is. better system. And um, we're building it out. And you know, I, I'm very adamant that this is the, the type of finance that my kids will use. And so we'll, we'll have mistakes and we'll have things that we encounter in the market itself. It'll get exploited. It'll get wrecked. It'll get fudded. Uh, just don't focus on that and, and just keep doing what you're doing. Because like, if you're here right now, like you're here because you understand the financial system is corrupt. Um, so don't lose sight of that. And uh, we're just kind of the, uh, the financial pioneers taking the risk and getting yeah. the reward and sometimes <laughs> well mostly <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but mostly. there's definitely there's definitely risk right it's uh but if, if there was no risk the interest rates would be a lot lower mm -hmm. you know the your rate of your rate of return would be a lot lower if there was no risk involved exactly so that's what actually makes this moment in time of amazing right we're here at the front you're the, you're the early adopters the innovators and you know, 15, 20, 30 years down the road, you know, they'll be talking talking about us, not specifically, uh, but kind of the groundwork that we're laying right now. So it's really cool. Yeah, there'll be a documentary, The the History of Apes, right? And <laughs> it's going to be about you guys and, and surviving uh, the, the bear market of 2021. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll take it, man. I'll take it. And I, I hope I look forward to being here in 10 to 15 years to, to do that documentary. We may Wouldn't that be to, something? Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we may have to censor a few parts about Obi. Um, but outside of that, you know, we'll be all right. <laughs> now, I, I, I think the next six months is going to be real fun. I think it's all been fun, but I'm, yeah. I'm pretty optimistic. Um, 
going down further in price doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but none of it has to make sense, to be honest. It just is what it is. I've accepted that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, if you, if it does really upset you, like you might be overextended. That's and, the truth. Um, you know, you might, you might be upset that you didn't, you know, hit certain gains, but man, like it's crypto, like there's gains every day. So like, don't sweat it. Don't sweat missing stuff. Don't sweat FOMO. Like, don't just don't do it. Like you can, you can achieve whatever you want to achieve if you set out with the right mindset. A beautiful point to end on. Perfect. (laughs) Awesome, Chip. And well, I appreciate your time. Let's keep in touch. I'm sure our teams and your, our team and your team will keep chatting anyway. Oh, yeah. And we'll regroup uh, when you launch that next great thing that you don't even know you're about to launch. <laughs> that sounds great, Ben. I really appreciate the invite. Um, and I definitely wish you and all of the BSC news people the best. It's been a blast talking with you guys. Awesome. Have a good one, man. Thank you. Thank you.